Hey, welcome South Jersey to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, the first show, the inaugural show. Hope everyone's having a great Monday night. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 26-16, just under two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Pittsburgh was minus six, minus six and a half, depending on where you're look at, looking at it. Maybe five and a half total set at 46 and a half. So you got the under hitting there if you bet the total, but a lot to talk about. Guess what? We got a double header tonight, and that's what I'm doing here on The Fix. This is the type of show that I'm going to be bringing you. It's going to be live. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interactive. Speaking of interactive, hit me up, 609 601 If you are always listening to AM 1490, which you better be, if you're not, guess what? You got a problem because you're going to be listening now. We have a ton of programming starting this fall, a ton of programming already on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Aton Shander, the second level, Monday to Friday, 11 to 1, middays. Back your play with Rich Q. I know Rich Q's listening. Rich Q, what's up, brother? 4 to 6 p.m. every Tuesday. Extending the play with John McMullen, the man, the myth, the legend, NFL Eagles insider for SportsIllustrated.com, PhillyVoice.com. Every Saturday, Branded Sports, my guys at Branded Sports, Branded Radio, they're going to be on every Saturday as well. We have a ton of programming for you. We're going to have fun here tonight. John McMullen's going to join me at 10 30 to talk Eagles. South Jersey, what the heck happened to the Philadelphia Eagles? That was a disgrace. It was an absolute disgrace. The Eagles at one point, and listen, I'm not into the analytics. I'm not an analytics nerd. I'm into the analytics for sports betting. Don't get it twisted. But as far as, well, there's a 92% chance the Eagles are going to win, and there's a 96% chance if they're up by 10 with three minutes remaining, stop it. But guess what? At one point, the Eagles were winning. It was a 93% chance they were going to win that game. They blew it. They absolutely blew it. I understand they had a couple Uber drivers at, in the, at the offensive line. I know that was a problem. Carson Wentz sacked eight times. That's the most times he's been sacked in his career. He got absolutely rocked. The over-under that I have for Carson Wentz getting taken out on a stretcher and into the blue tent, the over-under is four and a half weeks. All right, I don't want him to get seriously hurt. I'm not wishing ill will upon anyone. But my goodness, sign me up. Listen, South Jersey, anyone out there that has played offensive line, peewee, middle school, high school, college, at any level, can you give the Philadelphia Eagles a call? Because that was an absolute disgrace. Lane Johnson, right before the game, he's out. Andre Dillard. We all know the story with him a couple weeks ago, out for the year, and then you insert the Jason Peters saga, Brandon Brooks out for the year. A lot going on. Carson Wentz, 24 of 42, 270 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Carson Wentz before kickoff yesterday at 1 o'clock Eastern. Odds to win NFL MVP plus 2,300. After the game, plus four thousand is that a good bet one week listen it's one week in the nfl so let's not get crazy let's not overreact that's my job i'll overreact but maybe you shouldn't so is that a good bet the odds have massively moved the odds makers saw it the bets are changing 
Is now a good time for you to jump on the Carson Wentz bandwagon at plus 4,000 for NFL MVP? That's coming up later in the show. I'm going to get into every single one of the NFL MVP odds for you. Super Bowl odds. It's week one, and I'm going to talk Super Bowl odds. But guess what? That's what we do. Future bets. Cam Newton. You on the cam train? He didn't sling the rock. He didn't sling the rock. He didn't do anything crazy. But he ran around. Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator, he finally has a mobile quarterback. It's going to be interesting to see. You have Cam Newton in New England. They look good. Cam Newton looks good. He looks like his old self. He looks like his MVP self. Tampa Bay, down in Tampa, he didn't look too good. Is Father Time finally winning? Odds to win the Super Bowl, New England versus Tampa Bay. We're going to get into that. Who do you like? Who is the better bet? I have a better bet segment coming up where I'm going to do stuff like that. Pick your bets, pick your poison, right here on The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., Monday to Friday night. This is live programming right here, local in South Jersey, just for you people. Just for you. 609-601-3290-1490 Sports Betting Radio. Pick up the phone and call. Did you watch the Eagles game? Did you bet the Eagles game? Are you massively disappointed? I tweeted out before the Eagles game. I'm going to toot my own horn, and I'm going to do that a lot on the show. You're going to have to deal with it. I tweeted out well before kickoff yesterday. Is anyone else feeling a Washington Redskins upset? And it happened. And I'm going to detail all the odds from that game, what the public was betting. There was a lot of underdogs that ended up hitting this week. You have the Jaguars plus 290 money line, the Patriots plus 120 money line, the Bears plus 115 money line, the Cardinals plus 250 money line, all cashed. Straight cash, homie, as my friend Randy Moss once said. Underdogs hit, a lot of favorites hit earlier in the day to start, and I'm going to detail all of that three hours for you right here on The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, a doubleheader. Pittsburgh, New England, Pittsburgh, New York is final. It's a final. 26-16, Pittsburgh covers, and the under hits. Roethlisberger, 21 of 32, 229 yards, three tutties. Snell Jr., not the Snells from Ozark, 19 carries, 113 yards. Juju, six receptions, 69 yards, and two touchdowns for you fantasy freaks out there. 609-601-3290. 609-601-3290. We already got the phone lines blowing up because I know South Jersey's heated. I know you're angry. Can we get them up on the line? Who do we have on the line here? We're going to go right now. We're coming in hot. What's up? Welcome to The Fix with Ryan. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Dan from Huntington Valley, PA. Dan, what's going on, man? Who's this? Who's this? I'm sorry. I, got, I, I thought I just lost it for a second there. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the Eagles' threat this weekend coming up, and if Ryan thinks there might be some changes uh, along uh, from now to the end of the week. Eagles are so up and down sometimes over the over their history, and that was a horrible start with the Redskins. But wondering what uh, starts on this weekend. What are my thoughts on this weekend? How can you be confident, Dan? Are you confident for this weekend coming up? From what you saw, and listen, I have I have my thoughts on Carson Wentz. Everyone in Philadelphia. Every Philadelphia Eagles fan 
has their thoughts on Carson Wentz since Nick Foles held up the Lombardi Trophy. That's just the reality. There's still people clamoring Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, and they're doing that in Philly on Philly Radio. I'm not going to do that. But there is some validity to questioning Carson Wentz. Is he the guy? And yesterday, Dan, when you have three guys on the offensive line down, you have Lane Johnson down, you have Brandon Brooks down, you have Andre Dillard down. I mean, is that a is that a recipe for success? The Washington football team is an absolute mess. But did you really feel like the the Eagles should have went in there and dominated yesterday? I I should have, but all those injuries on the offensive line obviously really uh, really you know put Carson at disadvantage. I don't care if it's you know Tom Brady or Terry Bradshaw back there. That offensive, that offensive line, you know, he didn't, he didn't really stand a chance. He didn't stand a chance. But here's the thing, Dan and. You have the coaching, and Doug Peterson, listen, we all love Philly Philly, right? But Doug Peterson, he's an aggressive play caller. But sometimes you have to throw the analytics out the window, and you have to just keep it simple, stupid. And Doug Peterson seems like he's not really capable of doing that. What's the success that we've seen from the Philadelphia Eagles in recent years? Last year, they sneak into the playoffs, and they rattle off four straight wins against horrible opponents. Because they were forced to keep it simple. They had a ton of injuries. The offense got simplified. The playbook became simplified. And all of a sudden, Carson Wentz became more comfortable. And they had some success against some pretty crappy teams. Now you have all these toys. You have all these flashy toys. And all we see from the Eagles yesterday is Carson Wentz chucking it downfield. And it's just swings and misses. It's just swings and misses. It's almost like, Dan, that we have to root for some injuries so Doug Peterson can adjust his playbook and we can get a win. And then stick to the ground a little bit, correct? Stick to the ground. Stick to the ground. Dan, thanks for calling. I appreciate it, man. All right. Good luck, Ryan. Thanks, man. All right, man. Good call from Dan in Huntington Valley, PA. Coming in hot early and often on the fix. That's how we do it. I mean, listen, we, we got sidetracked there. He asked me He asked me my thoughts on the, on the matchup this week against L.A. 1 p.m. on Fox, Sunday, September 20th. I, I mean, my thoughts... You just lost to the Washington football team. You just lost to a team with no name. I mean, my, my confidence level is is pretty much zero. It's just typical Eagles. It's typical Philadelphia. It's, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think about the Eagles' chances. Carson Wentz plus 4,000 now to win NFL MVP. I, I mean, it, Eagles fans out there, give me a call. 609-601-3290. We have better bet coming up. We have a lot more right here for you on The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. Cashed out or tapped out is going to be one of my favorite segments. Cashed out or tapped out. Who cashed out some bets for you this week? Who tapped you out? Who cleared out your mortgage? We're going to get to all of that and more. Guess what? The Eagles, by the way, just to jump the gun a little bit from what I'm seeing, the Eagles are minus two and a half versus the Rams. That has to be a typo. That has to be a typo. How are they favored against the Rams? The Eagles are actually the favorites against a team that just beat your rival, the Cowboys, in their opener? It's the smallest line of the week out of all the spreads in week two. That is the smallest line of the week. But still, give me an absolute break. 
Eagles minus two and a half. Take the Rams all day. Sorry, not sorry. This is The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. 10P to 1A. Follow me on Twitter at WiseRye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. Right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, 1030, we have John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider, to break down more of the Eagles' epic loss. It's never boring with the Eagles. At least we have that, right? It's never boring. We're going to talk about the Titans in Denver. Titans minus three. Who do you like? Much more right here. The second level. Whose last name would you take as your own if you had to pick one? Asman, Desiree, no, or Shander? It's not Asman. Ron Asman? Yeah. I think you'd have to go Tony, right? Ron Shander isn't terrible. Ron Shander sounds like a real estate agent. Ron Desiree or Ronnie D. Ronnie D is yeah. great. Tony D, Ronnie D. You guys are a couple of brothers out there. The second level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey. Jersey's best. This is Joe Krause with this week's Financial Minute. One of the most important decisions you'll need to make when buying a home is choosing the length of your loan. Many banks and credit unions offer terms ranging from 10 to 30 years, with 15 and 30 being the most widely offered. Each of these options comes with its own set of pros and cons. Financial advisors agree that a 15-year mortgage is the best choice for those looking to maximize their savings over time by paying off the home and building equity faster. But since monthly payments on a shorter loan are higher, it can be more difficult to budget for them. On the other hand, a 30-year mortgage offers the convenience of lower monthly payments, which can help you if you're building your savings for emergencies and retirement while making payments. Need help finding the right mortgage option for you? Visit pfcu.com for more information. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, not here for our profit, here for yours. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf, where style meets performance. You know the feeling. Most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good. 
play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now, bostonscottgolf.com, use the code HARRY, and save 20%. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio is South Jersey's home for my guys in the desert. Weekdays starting at 5. I'm Brent Musburger. Join me and the biggest names in sports and sports betting for the latest news and information on the games of the day. We'll deliver all the information that you need to wager and win at the sportsbook. That's my guys in the desert with me, Brent Musburger, right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Your home with a better network. Ah, welcome back, everyone. The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. First night, what up? 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Monday to Friday right here on 1490 Sports Betting Radio. A.M. 1490 Sports Betting Radio. We live. We'll do it live. 609-601-3290. Already had a call. People are angry. People are angry. Titans, Broncos, underway. Who do you like tonight? Titans minus three, money line minus 175, money line for the Broncos plus 155. That's minus 175 for the Titans over under 41 and a half. It's an interesting matchup. You have the Titans and you have Derrick Henry, who I have on my fantasy squad. You have Ryan Tannehill, who stepped in last year for Marcus Mariota, and they went on a magic carpet ride. A game away from the big dance. Can they repeat that success this season? They start that they start that quest tonight. Personally, personally, I love the I love the Broncos tonight. I love the Broncos. The betting public has gone Titans. Sixty percent have gone Titans. Public goes one way. I typically try and go the other. That's why the lights are on in the sports books. That's why the casino's lights are on for so long. Not always. Not always. There were some underdogs this week in NFL Week 1 that cashed tickets for you. But overall, it's tough. You have the Packers as a slight underdog. I mean, that's a poor example. You have the Bears plus 115 heading into that matchup against Detroit. Detroit absolutely blew it. That sequence, if anyone watched that Detroit-Chicago game, And we have John McMullen coming up at 10.30, and I'm going to get into cashed out or tapped out in a minute. Anyone that watched that Bears-Lions game, that fourth quarter sequence was just, that can sum up Matthew Stafford's entire career. He throws a dart down the sideline, and I forget who dropped it. Wide open to take the lead and realistically win the game, end the game. Nope, doesn't happen. And Stafford played well. Trubisky, is he is he good? Asking for a friend. Like, I don't even know what what Chicago has in their quarterback right now. I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's not. We'll see. Tennessee has the ball. Game two, Monday Night Football underway. I love it, man. I love it. What did you bet this weekend? Let me know. And I'm going to go over some numbers right now. Cashed out or tapped out. So I'm going to give you five of the best cash out items. What bets really cashed out for the public and what bets really tapped out the public. All right, number one. Number one cashed out item. 
and it's in no particular order, but this is my first one. Ravens and Lamar Jackson. So at points bet, 94% of the betting public took the Baltimore Ravens. At William and Hill, 70%, 75% overall. Uh, the list goes on and on. An overwhelming majority of people took the Baltimore Ravens to win that game. And if you took them, it cashed out. The Cleveland Browns, winless on Monday Night Football since 2004, they're a joke. Lamar Jackson, can he repeat as NFL MVP? And I'm going to get into that later on my NFL MVP odds segment. 45 rushing yards, 20 of 25 passing. I I think the question with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson moving forward isn't going to be, can Lamar Jackson put up stats? Can they win a bunch of games in the regular season? I, I think those answers are yes. But can they get it done in the postseason? Postseason football is a lot different than regular season football. And listen, year one for Lamar Jackson last year, I'm not going to call the kid a choke artist. He has a lot of growing to do, but he just he came out the gate hot, and he didn't look too sharp in that playoff game. We'll see. He has to eventually stay in the pocket and throw the ball. I know that sounds crazy because their entire offense is is focused on Lamar Jackson running and how dynamic that offense is, but there's a lot of question marks facing Baltimore in the postseason. Can they get it done when the lights are really on? I think they're kind of like the Milwaukee Bucks of the NFL, but that's a subject for another day. So 94% of the betting public took the Baltimore Ravens. My tap out, the Colts, Phillip Rivers, 38 38-year-old Philip Rivers makes his debut for the Indianapolis Colts, which looked really weird. Johnny Avello from DraftKings, he said the Colts were the biggest play in survivor pools. The public, 86% on the spread for the Indianapolis Colts against Jacksonville. 95% points bet in other sports books. And the Colts blew it. Philip Rivers, listen, there's like... Three guarantees in life. Death, taxes, and Philip Rivers throws an interception in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you would ever bet on that dude. Every year, everyone drinks the Kool-Aid for Philip Rivers. It's a joke. The guy just can't get it done. He couldn't get it done in his prime, and now he's 38 years old, not getting any younger. That's one of my biggest tap-outs of the weekend. Number two, the Buffalo Bills against the New York football Jets. 75% of the betting public took Buffalo and that cash for you. Buffalo was favored in that game, minus six and a half against the Jets. And I think those bets are more along the lines of, we don't believe in the Jets. But Buffalo looks good. Josh Allen has a new weapon in Stephon Diggs. Can they do some damage? Can the Buffalo Bills do some damage? I think that's an interesting team to keep an eye on. To possibly win the division. We'll see. Ryan Tannehill passed short right to Smith. 22-yard gain. Tennessee moving the ball towards midfield early in the first quarter. 12:40 left. Still a 0-0 ball game. We're going to keep you updated on that game. Don't worry about that. As Tennessee was favored in that game by three points. Total a little bit low, 41. You got to think that's an under. Because, listen, if you feel like Tennessee's going to score first and get an early lead, which it looks like they have a good chance of doing right now as they're driving to midfield, you know what they do? They run the clock out. They hold the ball. They have that beast in Derrick Henry that no one wants to tackle. And it's a nightmare. 
It's an absolute nightmare for opponents. But there's a lot of hype around Denver. We'll see what they can do uh, tonight and the rest of the way. A couple other cash-out bets I liked from yesterday. Arizona Cardinals. How about Hopkins? DeAndre Hopkins, a lot of people question what Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans were doing, trading away D-Hop. And he absolutely balled out. Arizona balled out. 80% of the betting public took the Arizona Cardinals yesterday. Did you? I like that team a lot. Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray looks like he has a coach that he likes in, in uh, Kingsbury. A lot of people don't like him for whatever reason. I just think because he's a fiery young dude. Kind of looks like a frat bro. But guess what? Seems like he can coach. It seems like he's going to be in the NFL for a long time. And it seems like Murray's starting to get more comfortable and flourish within that offense. And they win yesterday. And 80% of the public cashed in on that. How about the Raiders? John Gruden and the Raiders. First ever game for Las Vegas, and they win. That game wasn't as crazy. I, I've listed some public on where the public has been going yesterday. Only 60% of uh, public bets went to the Raiders, but guess what? It's more than 50-50. They get the W in their first ever game as the Las Vegas Raiders. An overall great weekend in the NFL. And coming up on the other side, we're going to have John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider for Sports Illustrated and phillyvoice.com right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. This is The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, Monday to Friday, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Back your play with Rich Q tomorrow, every Tuesday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., extending the play with John McMullen, who you're going to hear next. Second level with Aton Shander, 11 to 1. Middays, baby, 1490. If you haven't been listening, you better start. Much more on the fix. Don't go anywhere. John McMullen coming up next. What happened to the Eagles? Finding the right lawyer for your legal issue can be a daunting task. Researching the internet, calling law firms, and trying to get a lawyer on the phone can all be a nightmare. And then you might not even find the right lawyer for your situation. My Lawyer Tree takes the hassle out of finding the right lawyer. Go to mylawyertree.com or call 1-833-LAW-TREE. That's mylawyertree.com or call 1-833-LAW-TREE and let them do the work for you. It's free, quick, and easy. My Lawyer Tree, when you need a good lawyer, now. I'm Joe Krause with your Home Improvement Minute, presented by Russell Roofing and Exteriors. Potential upcoming storms may leave you and your family with unexpected roof damage or property damage. Russell Roofing is here with emergency services and wants you to consider these suggestions. Things you can do from the ground. Look for cracked, damaged, or missing shingles, moss, loose nails, and uneven or indented shingles. Inspect your gutters and downspouts for dents and an accumulation of roof granules. And when you have a question, call Russell Roofing at 215-887-7800 for answers. Inside your home. Take notice the water spots on the ceilings in your attic. Look for water damage in particular rings around the nails on the ceiling and feel to make sure there is airflow. And most important, don't delay. Go to RussellRoofing.com. Two S's, two L's. That's RussellRoofing.com. I'm Joe Krause with your Home Improvement Minute. I'll see you at home. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. 
go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey's best. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf, where style meets performance. You know the feeling most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good, play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now. BostonScottGolf.com. Use the code Harry and save 20%. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio is South Jersey's home for my guys in the desert. Weekdays starting at 5. I'm Brent Musburger. Join me and the biggest names in sports and sports betting for the latest news and information on the games of the day. We'll deliver all the information that you need to wager and win at the sports book. That's my guys in the desert with me, Brent Musburger, right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Your home with a better network. Ah, welcome back, everyone, to the Fooks with Ryan Rothstein. First night, what up, South Jersey? AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio every night, Monday to Friday, 10p to 1 a.m. Sports gambling, obviously. <laughs> Duh. Newsflash. Live analysis, live updates. We'll, we'll talk Eagles. Of course we'll talk Eagles. But it's going to be more than that. We're going to talk odds. We're going to talk, you know, anything and everything in the sports gambling world. Previewing, recapping. The list goes on and on. And the Eagles, minus five and a half yesterday, favorites against the Washington football team, team no name. Minus 240 on the money line. The Eagles haven't lost to the Washington football team and the New York Giants since 2016. Unbelievable, just an epic collapse, 27 straight points for the Washington football team. Eagles looked good early, and then it was just an absolute mess. Carson Wentz sacked eight times, and the list goes on and on. They didn't run the ball, as the fans like to say. Carson Wentz, odds to win MVP before the game, plus 2,300, now plus 4,000. And I'm going to ask my good friend, NFL Eagles insider John McMullen next. If that's a good bet and much more, we're going to get into the Eagles' loss, what's happening, news and notes. Doug Peterson spoke today. John, what's going on, man? Hey, Ryan. Excited. Back in South Jersey. Yeah, well, man. Football, football fix. This is, we'll the, call it. this is the football fix. John and I have been on the airwaves uh, in South Jersey before, a very popular segment, and we are reunited here. And you may have heard our podcast 
extending the play. And guess what? That's not a podcast anymore, John. Now you can hear that right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio every Saturday from 10 to 11. And, John, follow John on Twitter, by the way, at JF McMullen. Follow the station at 1490 Sports Bet and me at Wise Rye. So, John, what happened yesterday? Ooh, that's a lot to unroll right there. <laughs> lot to unfurl. Uh, it is, uh, you know, it's, it's statistically it's one of the biggest collapses in Eagles history. I think it's tied for number five. So, a- anytime you talk about uh, a loss where you have that seventeen nothing lead, even in the modern world, it's rare. Uh, but then you talk about the team that we're playing against. And by the way, have you dropped the R word yet? I think I did that five minutes since extending the play on Saturday morning, so I had to correct myself. But the Washington football team, you know, they, Ryan, are unbelievably incapable of coming back from a 17-point deficit. I mean, this would be the last NFL team you would think, okay, they're going to write themselves and, and come back. They just have no firepower. And if you think about the one guy who makes plays on that offense, Terry McLaurin, Darius Slate did a really good job taking him out of the game for the most part. So you look at the game book at the end and you see 239 total yards. You look at the longest play in the game uh, for Washington was 21 yards. The longest rush was 20 yards. Uh, And they managed to score 27 points. Uh, and, and why? Short fields, 48, 45, 20. And where do the short fields come from? Carson Wentz turnovers. And, you know, it, it's sort of a chicken and egg thing, line. Uh, you can point to the offensive line. Obviously, they struggled. We expected them to struggle with no Lane Johnson. They gave up eight sacks. Some of the young receivers, Jalen Rager, John Hightower, probably could have fought for the football a little bit more. Bottom line, we're in year five of Carson Wentz, and he is not taking care of the football. And that's your biggest concern. Yeah, it just seems like year five, and I know he's had a lot of hurdles. I know he's had a lot of injuries, and some people use that against him. And, I mean, that's not its not his fault, but it also indirectly you know, is. <laughs> I mean, your best ability is availability, especially in the National Football League, and he hasn't been available. Um but he just looked frazzled. He looked flustered. He got hit, and he got hit often, as I mentioned earlier. Eight sacks, the most he's ever been sacked. But you look at Russell Wilson, and, John, you know I often make this comparison, Wentz to Russell Wilson, and Wentz can't touch him with a 10-foot pole, a 10,000-foot pole. You look at Russell Wilson, he just he plays situational football, and so does Pete Carroll. Like, they understand if they have a lead against a really poor, constructed roster, a bad team. team. Yeah, exactly. That they know how to manage the game, manage their offense, and get the W and get out of there with a W. It just doesn't seem like Carson's able to do that. Are you concerned about Carson Wentz moving forward? A a little bit. You know, Russell, obviously, I I don't necessarily uh, like that in comparison. I agree with you. I think Russell's one of the... And I, and I hesitate to use the term game manager because too many people use that as an insult. He's far more than that. He can, he's a superstar. He can win games for you. 
throwing the football, running, uh, using his legs to move the chains. Any way he needs to win, he can win. But he also understands, as you mentioned, those situations. And there are different ones. You know, you might be in a shootout with an Aaron Rodgers-like uh, player who's having a great day. And you know you got to go out there, okay, if we're going to win this game, we we got to score 40 points. And, and, and other instances, like what the Eagles had with the Washington football team, you know they don't have firepower. So what do you need? You need a clean game. And that's all the Eagles needed. They needed to stay away from the turnovers, and they win that game easily. And Carson Wentz, for whatever reason, can't realize it. I, I think the better comp is Brett Favre, but even that doesn't work because you mentioned fluster. I, and Brett Favre was a gunslinger, and I think that's where the comparison fits in that Carson likes to make big plays, likes to extend the play, another uh, promo for Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. <laughs> there you go. He's that guy, and he never wants to give up on a play, and he's always trying to hit the home run. And sometimes you, you need to just take that single. Now, Brett Favre used to do that, but where Brett diff- differed, he never got flustered. Never got flustered. That's my concern about Carson Wentz. And it's so weird, Ryan, because in the first, essentially, 28 minutes of the game, you mentioned the MVP odds. He looked like an MVP in this league. And then in the last 32 minutes, he looked awful. I don't, I don't, I can't think of another star quarterback. Everybody has bad games. But to have that kind of swing in the same game, where you look like a superstar, and then you look like the worst quarterback, the worst starting quarterback in football. And that's what he looked like in the final 32 minutes of that game. It's just weird. Yeah, it is weird. And, you know, there's one bright spot, and we're going to get a little bit more into Carson Wentz in a minute, and we're talking with John McMullen extending the play right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio every single Saturday morning, 10 to 11 a.m. You can listen to him live only right here. Zach Ertz, a prop bet before the season, John, uh, John, 899 and a half yards for the entire season. And I mentioned that because Dallas Goddard yesterday was the, felt like the only bright spot to me. Eight catches, 101 yards, a long catch for 34 yards, and one touchdown. And there's been a lot of talk. Dallas and Zach, do you keep one of them? Do you keep both? Talk about that dynamic with the tight ends. Well, I, I, I do think they're both top ten tight ends in this league, so it is, you know, the strongest position on this team. Uh, you saw it yesterday. I mean, Zach with the big drop, that is very, very uncharacteristic, and it gets you thinking, okay, he, he kind of wore his heart on, the, on his sleeve earlier in the week when he talked to us, obviously via Zoom, uh, and, and talked about his contract and, and essentially said, I, I want to be here, but I'm not sure the Eagles want me to be here long term. And, you know, you look at the way Dallas Goddard played. He's younger. Um, he's more athletic. He's a better blocker. Uh, and you can get him cheaper, even though he's going to cost a significant money himself. He's not going to cost what Zach Ertz would cost. So, 
then you look at the back end of that and say, can you afford to pay two tight ends that type of money, especially with salary cap issues the Eagles have moving forward in 2021? And, oh, by the way, on top of it, it's even worse because COVID-19 and the NFL as a whole is going to take a massive financial hit. So for the first time in league history, the salary cap is going to roll back. So the Eagles are in double trouble uh, when it comes to the cap. And I, I, I tell you all the time, Ryan, most of the time that stuff's overblown, and it's still overblown. You can generally keep anybody you want to if you really want to. But you do, when you're in a situation like the Eagles are in, you're going to have to make two or three difficult decisions. Not a ton, but maybe maybe two or three more you weren't expected. And, and maybe you say to yourself, okay, we want to play more 11 personnel. We want to play more receivers anyway to get more speed on the field. So if the Jalen Ragers of the world, the John Hightowers of the world, if they start to develop, maybe you start seriously thinking, okay, let's spin off Zach Ertz for something valuable, and you might go down that path. But i got to tell you, watching Rager, 55-yard reception, that was great. You could see the explosion. But overall, you know, one out of four targets, he, he muffed the punt. Uh, Carson missed him on another a uh, long pass where he was open, so that's not his fault. But nonetheless, you saw the one interception. He didn't fight for the football. John Hightower had a drop. He didn't fight for the football on another interception. Those guys got a long way to go. So I, I, I got a big problem giving up on Zach Ertz and not saying he's valuable, especially when the quarterback loves him so much. So it, it is going to be a really, really difficult decision for the Eagles. The good news is they don't have to make it this year. They're probably got to make it next year. Yeah, and that's just more of a storyline um, now in the present for obviously Eagles fans to keep an eye on, and we don't have to tell them to keep an eye on that as they remind us often about, well, Ertz, Goddard, should they keep both, uh, yada, yada. So one thing we always hear, John, from Eagles fans is they need to run the ball more. And you look at <laughs> now when Miles Sanders isn't playing, they don't. Oh, what a gr- uh, no depth whatsoever. I, I mean, I, I expected a little bit more from Boston Scott because he played so well down the stretch last season. But then you start thinking, is that fool's goal? I mean, Boston's five foot six, and I, I, you know, you talk about. He's very powerful. He's a power lifter. So I often, you know, I mentioned that with Darren Sproles when uh, he was still playing and people would say he's small. I would say he's not small. He's short. And that's what I say about Boston Scott. But you do have limitations uh, when you when you're 5'6", playing running back in the NFL. And I think you saw that. Certainly can't be a lead back. Uh so I, I think I'd look at the way this roster was cobbled together. And the Eagles tried to sign Carlos Hyde. Uh, I mean, they wanted to bring in a veteran back. They, they'd probably love to have Devontae Freeman, but he wanted too much money, continues um, uh, to go in that direction. So they wanted a veteran back, but they wanted one on the cheap, and they couldn't find one. So now you wake up, and Miles Sanders is dealing with a hamstring issue, and all of a sudden you 
your options are Boston Scott, Corey Clement, and, and, and Jason Huntley. That's awful. And it was awful. So anybody saying Doug should have run the football, okay, but only when they were up 17 nothing, and only to get out of there with a win and an ugly win, I could buy it. But they weren't going to be successful running the football with that group. And, oh, by the way, they were even worse in pass protection. We talk about the offensive line. But that's why I sort of mentioned that, John, is I saw it from a mile away how poor the pass protection was. And I'm not saying they should have ran the ball. And guess what? 24 passing attempts, um, 17 rushing attempts. Am I seeing that correctly? And it was somewhat balanced. I mean, it didn't appear to be balanced, but the, the offensive line was getting absolutely smoked. And you and I talk about Doug Peterson maybe overthinking it, going a little bit too analytical, tries to be a little bit overly aggressive at times. What did you think of the play calling overall? Well, I thought it was great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought they they were doing – yeah, a, a lot of it, and, and I say this all the time, and I, I'm, I'm sure I've said it to you at, at some point, and I, I always, if people really step back and think about what they're doing when they're talking about play calling, you're really not judging the play call. You're judging the results. So, in other words, you know, when Carson is dealing and he's having that great 28 minutes, the play calling looks great. When Carson is, you know what, in the bed, yeah, the but final there's a 32 rhythm, minutes. John, just to cut you off, I mean, there's a rhythm. When Carson's dealing... You know, and I know you're right. Hindsight, it's easy to be the guy to to review and assess after the fact with the benefit of hindsight. But when he's dealing and the offense is in a rhythm, it's optically more acceptable. But when you see the offensive line struggling, I I think, and I'll say, yeah, I think most people had an issue with the fourth and four, which, uh, you know, normally you're on the plus side. Again, this is where I talk about when I talked about at the beginning of this conversation, but Wentz understanding the opponent, the situation, what needs to be done. I also think that applies to Doug Peterson. Typically, if you're fourth and four on the plus side against a good football team, yeah, you want to go for it because you need to score points in the modern NFL. But against Washington, I think it's a little bit different, and I punt that football. And uh, then I try to play field position, which I know analytics people hate. And that's where Doug falls into that trap. And and I think it's macro versus micro. Macro, you want to go for it. Typically, most teams can score in this league. Micro on a Sunday at FedEx Field with Dwayne Haskins, no running game, one receiver that Darius Slay is shutting down. No, you want to pump the football. The head coach has got to be smart enough to understand that and shift gears. But when you talk about the play call, we didn't get to see the play because the running back didn't see the blitz. Carson sacked. So, I, hey, maybe it was a great play call. Maybe they would have converted if little things like pass protection would be cleaned up, but it didn't work out that way. No, it certainly didn't. John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider. Follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen. Follow me on Twitter at Wise Rye and the station at AM1490 Sportsbet. John, Doug spoke today, and, and what was your biggest takeaway from what he had to say? 
Uh, he was dodging and parrying all the questions uh, about Carson and, and the inability to take care of the football. And I, I was the first question today. I asked him. Jeff McLean followed me. He asked him. I think it was Reuben Frank. He asked him. I, I mean, this is what we talked about. We're in year five of this, and I, I don't think it's getting solved. I, what are, 50 fumbles in 57 games? I mean, this is a guy who does, and even Dan Orlovsky, and I always argue that everybody should have somebody in their life that they love as much as Dan Orlovsky loves Carson Wentz. Even, <laughs> he, even he was criticizing Carson Wentz yeah. coming off that game for not understanding different situations. He pointed out specifically uh, one sack where, he was worried about him getting hurt where the screen wasn't set up and you just got to throw the football in the dirt. And Doug kind of mentioned that today as well. Uh, but when, you know, and somebody asked Doug, can he still learn this at year five? And, of course, what's Doug going to say? He's going to say yes. But can he? Or are we past that point of return? This is a guy uh, – you know, he's a home run hitter. And it's almost if you go back to a different era of baseball where you'd have those big guys who would hit 220, but they'd blast 35 home runs in a different era of baseball. It was basically feast or famine. Yeah. I, I, I'm starting to think Carson's that type of player. He's going to make three or four plays in a game where you go, wow, that's amazing. And then he's just going to make these dumb plays. And I think that's where we are right now. I really do. I agree with you, John. I I absolutely agree with you. And there's all this hype around the shiny new toys on offense, Jalen Rager, Deshaun Jackson, and I want your thoughts on him in a second. Healthy, right? After playing one game, his last game that he played was against that Washington football team. (laughs) Two touchdowns, over 150 yards. And then we didn't see him last year. Yesterday, he only played 54% of the snaps. Jalen Rager, we mentioned he looked good early. And then he sort of disappeared. They have a lot of speed, and that's it. So I want your thoughts on Deshaun Jackson and why he only played 54% of the snaps. And guess what? I'm going to ask this. Is the team missing Alshon Jeffrey a little bit? Yeah, I think they are. I, I mean, when Alshon, well, at least I, I should say when Alshon is healthy and, and at, at the top of his game, I'm not sure if he's that same guy. But if he is, yeah, they miss that type of receiver, that that big sort of intermediate guy who can catch the back shoulder fade and, and, and just use his body and move the chains. Uh, they could certainly use that. But you, you're right, I mean, they seemed obsessed with showing off their speed. And, and they hit the one deep ball, as I mentioned, the Rager. They missed another one to Rager. They missed one to Jackson, where they were both behind the defense, and Carson was just inaccurate. And part of that, again, has to do with not only him, but also the pass protection, because he wasn't feeling comfortable. So if you do execute those plays, everybody's a lot happier today. But I, I do think they they got too in love with trying for that home run, and that's what I talked about with Carson as a whole. And now that he has this speed, um, I think it was only uh, 
ramped up. You know, if you, Ryan, if you look at this team late last season, out of necessity, they became, became a grinded-out team. And you had those long, and, and it's difficult to do, but the Eagles were pretty successful. And, and whether it was 14, 15 play drives, uh, they didn't have the big explosive plays, but they played sound football. And, and not to say you have to do that or want to do it. You certainly don't want to do it all the time. You want to be able to get those quick hits. and you, But you have to find that balance and say, okay, that 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 home run, you know, that's to use. I'm going all Jim Swartz on you with the <laughs> baseball analogies. Yep. But you swing for the fences when it's three one, not when it's one two, in the count or not any and, single and, count every single pitch. <laughs> yeah, well, and 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 by the way, it's probably bad analogy because baseball today everybody swings for the fences, and that's what Carson is. He's a modern baseball player. He, yeah, he's he would always be a great swinging for the fence. <laughs> yeah, he would look great in the Phillies lineup batting two twenty. Yeah. You know, a ton of strikeouts. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's that's Carson Wentz. So put him in a Phillies uniform, we'd have the same but, complaints. Yeah, and you learn something. You know, Greg Ward. Okay, Greg's not going to hit a home run for you, but he can move the chain. Use him. Use Boston Scott out of the backfield as as a pass catcher. Instead, it's deep shot, deep shot, deep shot. And again, uh, hey, it's fun when it works, but when it doesn't work. You're sitting there shaking your head the next day. Yeah, and it seemed like everything didn't work yesterday for the Eagles against the Washington football team. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. We're talking to John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider, the host of Extending the Play right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Every Saturday, you can listen to listen to Extending the Play with John 10 to 11. And John's going to join me every night. Right here on the fix. John Denver just scored to take a 7 nothing lead. Noah Font with the touchdown. If you bet him to score the first touchdown of the game, plus 1,200. Did you do that, John? I wish I did that. <laughs> I'm glad you that's a That's a nice little, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have went Noah Font first. But it's interesting, you know, I think we should say, Ryan, the first place Washington football team. Cowboys lost, Giants lost earlier. Yes, sir. For the fake news, the third story, which is Jake Asman schooling you on a tweet I sent over the weekend. This is the result of that said tweet. I got to talk to the guy after you who tweeted out that a new name was going to be announced in 15 minutes. Did you see that Yeah, tweet? so I think Aton was making the joke basically being like, oh, we have a bad PR story. Well, let's announce a new name so no one's Thank talking you. about Darius. Well, that Guys, was a bad joke. It went over my head. Yeah, he fooled you. See, I'm on Aton's level there. He was doing a little, like, joking troll being like, oh, watch them put out their name now. No one will talk about Darius. Guys, we'll be talking about their new name. That was... Awesome. And thank you, Jake Asman. Look at that guy standing up for me, and he said even I'm on his level. Jake Asman is on the second level. I was trying to bring you up there with that joke on Friday. I can't believe, of all people, you took it literally. The second level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Galval Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Mulebrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to 
to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muehlbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. My name is Frank Halber, and I serve as president of Ask Me Local 1637. Every day, countless lives are devastated in our country at the hands of the opioid epidemic. Whether sparked by a pain-related work injury or other issues, many of those afflicted are family members, friends, and co-workers. It may even be you in desperate need of help. No one is immune to the effects of this terrible epidemic. If you or someone you know or love is suffering from addiction to opioids or other substances, don't wait another day to reach out to someone and seek help. I have personally felt the pain that this epidemic inflicts, and I beg of you to tell a friend, a family member, or a professional now and get the support you need like your life depends on it, because it does. Remember, it's not where you start the race. You're hearing AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Listen online at 1490sportsbettingradio.com.